I'm Ryan. Welcome to Bible on the Beach. Uh, today we're going to be in Acts chapter 9 and to encourage us to make disciples who make disciples and to see churches plant churches. So in this way, as many people can be in God's family in every space, in every place, wherever God wants to all over the world in the name of Jesus. So today we're going to be in Acts chapter 9. You know, God has something that he wants to speak to us today. If we just open our hearts, we open our minds, we open our lives to it. Every time we open up God's word, he promises to say something to us if we have the ears to hear it. So in that spirit, let's do this now. Let's read about the story of Saul. This is during those days, Saul, full of angry threats and rage, wanted to murder the disciples of Jesus. Now stop right there. You have to be filled with um, uh, anger and rage if you want to murder people who are trying to follow God. Now what was at the root of all this was a loss of power. Never underestimate the desperate actions of people who are losing their influence and their power. They do the craziest stuff. <clears throat> now look at Paul here, he says, so he went to ask the high priest and requested a letter of authorization he could take to the Jewish leaders in Damascus requesting their cooperation in finding and arresting any who were followers of the way. So what he's doing here is he's using the tools at his disposal. He's using the leverage that he has. In this case, it's uh, he was a Roman citizen. He had the authority to go and ask for a letter. They were gonna take this letter, which would be like a way of saying um, that we support this investigation. So he goes and immediately tries to use the tools as at his disposal. Saul wanted to capture all the believers he found, both men and women, and drag them as prisoners back to Jerusalem, so he obtained the authorization he left for Damascus. So he gets his paperwork, sets out on his mission to destroy these people who were following the way. Now just outside the city, a brilliant light flashed from heaven, suddenly exploding all around him. Now heads up, this is a story and a reminder. Don't ever get to the place in your life where you think God can't work in someone's life. Because if you do, you've actually made that person an idol. Nobody's bigger than God. God can talk to anyone. In fact, I want you to think right now of the person that you think, man, that person would never follow God. They would never hear me talk about the Lord. They would never open up their life to their word. I want you to pause right now. I want you to pray for that person because God is in the miracle working business. He can change anyone's eyesight. He could change what people hear. He could change what people feel. He can change uh, in people's hearts. God can do anything for anyone. Now, in this case, he works miraculously in his life. Now, falling to the ground, he heard a booming voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Now, notice he doesn't say that he's persecuting the followers, but he actually addresses him and he says, look, dude, you're working against me. You're persecuting me. Now, the men accompanying Saul were stunned and speechless, for they heard a heavenly voice but could see no one. That should scare the daylights out of you when you hear an audible voice from God talking to you about the fact that he wants you to turn your life around and to follow him. Now Saul replied, who are you, Lord? He said, I'm Jesus, the victorious, the one you were persecuting. But Jesus speaks to, speaks to him because he has a plan for his life. Just like when God speaks to us, he has a plan for our life. God wants to say things to us about our life, about how he wants to use us, what he wants to do in us, and what he wants to do through us. We just have to open up um, our lives to it. He says, now get up and go into the city where you will be told what you are to do. So see, God speaks to us and then he tells us what to do. I've said this many times that success for the believer is finding out what is God saying and then going and doing it. This is exactly what he models for Saul. He says, look, 
I'm the victorious one. Uh, go over here until I tell you what to do. That's success as a believer. Success was not the fact that Paul was a Roman. Success was not the fact that Paul was a Sadducee. He was highly educated. Success was not the fact that Paul was highly popular. Success was not the fact that Paul was understood two languages and was bicultural and, had, and could relate to all different kinds of people. It had nothing to do with that. Success is, what is God saying to you and are you doing it? That's success if you love and follow Jesus. Now, Saul stood to his feet and even though his eyes were open, he could see nothing, he was blind. So the men had to take him by the hand and lead him into Damascus. For three days, he couldn't eat or drink and couldn't see a thing. Well, what was he doing? My, my guess is that he was praying and thinking and kind of unpacking now, okay, how does this experience with God completely just change my life? I'm gonna tell you, man, when God starts talking to you, you are happy to pray for a few days. Every single time. When God really starts talking to you, you have no problem praying for a really long time. In fact, here's what I find is the more God talks to me, the less I'm in a hurry. Think about that. The more God talks to me, the more he tells me to slow down and he helps me understand I got a way bigger plan, dude. Pray more, pray more, just like he did. So so he starts out, he prays for three days um, and he says, um, living in Damascus was a believer named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision calling his name. <clears throat> Uh, Ananias, yes, Lord, Ananias said. The Lord said, go at once to the street called Abundance and look for uh, a man from Tarsus named Saul. You will find him at Judas' house. While he was praying, he saw a supernatural vision of a man named Ananias coming to lay hands upon him to restore his sight. But Lord, Ananias said, many have told me about this terrible persecution of those in Jerusalem who are devoted to you. In fact, the high priest has authorized him to seize and imprison all those in Damascus who call on your name. God answered him, arise and go. I've chosen this man to be my special messenger. Sometimes when God works really powerfully in someone's life, there can be a level of distrust that you think that God's actually working in this person's life. And sometimes God will have to tell you, look, I chose this person. I'm working in this person. And I'm telling you, if God tells you that he's chosen someone and he's working in someone, stay out of the way. Stay out of the way. And uh, that's what they did here. And it's a good thing because they were, God was really getting ready to use him in a powerful way. He says, he will be brought before kings, before many nations and before the Jewish people to give them the revelation of who I am. So you see, the measure of the revelation that God gave to Paul, Saul, was the measure of the revelation he was to take out. Now think about that. We need to pray for God to show us who he is because to the, degree, to the degree that you've seen and experienced God is the degree that you can explain him to others. Wow, wow, wow. It's a word for all of us. Help me to understand you more, Lord, so that I can portray you in a bigger way to other people. He says, um, and I will show him how much he is destined to suffer because of his passion for me. So God took the passion Paul had and he, and he redeemed it. And Jesus said, you know what? I've given you revelation and I'm going to take you to many spaces and places that a lot of people haven't been to yet, but you're also going to suffer greatly for me. And that was exactly what had happened in Paul's life. You see, nowadays people pray for influence, but they don't pray for responsibility. They pray for blessing, but they don't pray for suffering. Let me tell you, my friend, if you're really following Jesus, you get both. 
You get the good, you get the bad, you get the blessing and you get the suffering, you get the miracles and you get the hardship. Don't pray for one if you're not willing to handle the other. That's immaturity. If you pray one-sided, Jesus following, God, just give me all the good stuff. I want to pass the hard courses. No, 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 my friend. In fact, you learn the more you walk with the Lord, the hard courses, that is the good stuff. The hard courses, that is the goal. Because the hard courses always, always result in more intimacy with God, more fellowship with the Holy Spirit, more trust in God. That's where he wants us, more trust, more faith, more life following him. Now look at verse 17. <clears throat> it says, Ananias left and found the house where Saul was staying. He went inside and lay hands on him, saying, Saul, my brother. So he calls him how Jesus told him to call him. He says, he didn't refer to him as a murderer or a persecutor. He said, you're my brother. You're my brother. You know, if someone loves and follows God, they're your brother and your sister. End of story. We're all in God's family. He says, my brother, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road, has sent me to pray for you that you might be that you might see again and be filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. So you see, God wants us to see him. And God wants us to be overflowed with the Holy Spirit. There's a theme in the book of Acts. It's impossible to do the work of God without a continual infilling and baptism of the Holy Spirit. It'll never happen. It won't it didn't happen then and it won't happen now. Every day You've got to pray, God, fill me. Why? Because we leak, my friends. We leak. We leak, we drip, we spill, we fall apart. Every day, we need God to fill us up with his Holy Spirit. Now, all at once, the crusty substance that was over Saul's eyes disappeared, and he could see perfectly. Immediately, he got up and was baptized. After eating a meal, his strength returned. You see, God humbled him put him through the process, and then God gave him more strength. It's exactly how God works in our life. Now, within the hour, he was in the synagogues preaching about Jesus and proclaiming Jesus is the Son of God. Amazing. So, in the first week of his life, he sees Jesus. He falls down. He fasts and prays for three days. He, uh, he repents. He gets baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. God tells him that he's going to, God gives him a vision of how he's going to use him. And then, bam, he gets right on it. He goes right into the synagogues, and he starts teaching and preaching. Now, why could he teach and preach? Because he had been studying his entire life for this moment. And then God filled him with the Holy Spirit and gave him the words to say, just like God fills us with the Holy Spirit and gives us the words to say. Now, those who heard him were astonished, saying among themselves, Isn't this the Saul who furiously persecuted those in Jerusalem who called on the name of Jesus? Didn't he come here with permission from the high priest to drag them off and take them as prisoners? Now Saul's power increased greatly and he became more and more proficient in proving that Jesus was the anointed Messiah. The more you follow God, the more courage you'll get. The more you follow God, the more boldness you'll get to speak his name and proclaim what he did. He said he didn't come here with the permission from the high priest to drag them off and take them as prisoners. Now Saul's power increased greatly as he became more and more proficient in proving that Jesus was the anointed Messiah. Saul remained there for several days with the disciples, even though it agitated the Jews of Damascus. <laughs> so much good stuff in here. Hey, when you're really following God, it's going to agitate some people. I would like to say that if you're nice and you're kind and you're loving and you're pure and you have good motives and you follow God, that everyone will like you. False. Get over it. That's not reality. Not everyone's going to like you all the time. You have to accept it. You have to follow God anyway. You have to say, God, no matter 
I'm gonna follow you no matter what. I'm gonna do what you say no matter what. I don't care what it is. I'm gonna do what you say, I'm gonna follow you, and I'm gonna do your will, your way. And then, and then when you line up with that, God gives you the strength, the favor, and the power. In fact, you might just say it right now. Lord, speak to me the way you spoke to Saul. Move in my life the way you moved in his life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Give me the courage to go do exactly what it is that you put on my heart. And I ask you today for that help. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Man, isn't it good to be in the Word? Thank you for watching Bible on the Beach. I love how every time we open up this book, God speaks to us. He talks to us. He wants to move in our life. Uh, if you're getting something out of this, please encourage someone else to follow along so that they can be blessed and they can learn God's Word every day. And until next time, have a beautiful day.